0: And our first speaker that we're going to have up here today is going to be Chloe Bars. So, <laughs> I'll let her speak. Uh,
1: my name is uh, Chloe Bars. I'm 15 and in the ninth grade, and I'm in the teen ministry, obviously. <laughs> um, my parents are Jason and Rachel Bars, and my sister Emma is in the campus. Um, <laughs> I've been in the church since I was born because my parents, like, were baptized when they were in Oklahoma, so, and I was born in Texas, so, (laughs) uh, I became a disciple August 7th in 2016. (laughs) Uh, my little fox, or, like, the saying that the child says to their mom is, you just don't even care, um, slash disrespectful, um, Now we're going to go to 1 John 3, 1 through 2, and be reading in the ESV, because I don't know. Okay. See what kind of love the Father um, has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. Um, now, when I was younger, or sometimes even now, uh, I actually did this yesterday. I caught myself doing it. <laughs> my when my mom would ask me to do something, I would do this. I would do this little, ugh, and <laughs> like sometimes it was like really quiet, and I don't think that she hears, but she hears most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> think that um, probably a lot of you can probably relate to this because like talking back to your mom or just doing a little ugh. Um, um, now, as you can see in the scripture, God is our father and we are his children. And sometimes God can ask us to do things that we don't necessarily want to do. <laughs> and sometimes we can have that ugh attitude. Um uh um we should be doing things for God because we love Him and we shouldn't be having this ugh attitude. Um when I would do the little Ugh to my mom, uh I would go do what she told me to do out of fear of being disciplined because I don't wanna get in trouble. Uh <laughs> and uh but my heart behind it wasn't a good heart. I would do it with an angry heart, and I just would, I probably wouldn't even do it right, because I was (laughs) so angry, and my mom would always say, Chloe, have a happy heart, and (laughs) uh, (laughs) I should uh, probably do what she says, because with a happy and loving heart, because I love her, and um, I, yeah, uh In the Bible we are told to honor our mother and father and you aren't really honoring your mother uh by going ugh, to her straight to her face pretty much uh, <laughs> uh, when you ask God to do or som- er, to when you ask God for something or anything like that God doesn't do the to you, like, ugh, Chloe's asking for another thing. Oh, my gosh, can she stop already? Like, no, <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, like, God loves us. Think about all the things he's done for us. He's like, He's loved us. He sent his one and only son to die for us, and he's cared for us. Um, We need to do what he tells us with a happy and loving heart because we... Yeah, we love him. Like, if we don't, it's really disrespectful, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, um, Now, I challenge you guys to try and, like, catch yourself doing the little ugh thing. Because when I was writing this, I was finding that a lot of the times I would catch myself doing it. I'm like, mm, this isn't what I should be doing. Uh, (laughs) And um, also, uh, go do what God is telling you to do with a willing and loving heart and because you love him uh thank (laughs) thank you for letting me share with you guys (laughs) have a happy mother's day and peace out
0: nervous, I just want to start by letting y'all know, so, uh, I just want y'all to be with me, Um, but before I start, I just want to say, well, first, good morning, and second, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, Um, I know since day one, you guys have been putting yourself aside and being very selfless, and being very determined to make good uh, women or men, and I just want to thank you, I thank my mom, she's been doing a lot, right there, Shanique. But, uh, but I digress. For those who don't know me, <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know me, my name is DeAndre Murphy. My mom is Shaniqua Gibbs, and I have two brothers, Zyshawn and Trey Murphy. Um, my mom is a disciple, and I gave my life to Christ April ninth, 2017. Yeah. Um, I want a little bit of crowd support to fuel me. So... First, I would like you guys to flip to Hebrews 12, verse 15. <clears throat> All right. And it states, um, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So, um, so bitterness is a root, and if it's not treated to, then it can keep uh, growing and sprouting. It can also be like trash. And I want to know, have you guys just ever just let the trash build up, you know, just till the smell gets very bitter and stronger and stronger? <laughs> um, and that is, that's being bitter. It's like mm, the s- smell gets very bitter. And bitterness used to be very controlling in my life when I was very, really, really struggling with my walk with God. Um, I would let so much anger just build up. And i just be so negative and controlling, and I would not want to talk and I would shut down. Jamal would call this being emotionally swayed. Um, and he would often let me know. Um, it was tori- and it was really towards the ones that I loved the most, my family, because everyone knows that you can put up a front in public, but once you get behind closed doors, um, your family knows what buttons to push. <coughs> so um, I used to feel like I was treated different, like if my brothers got in trouble, and I did the same thing, my punishment would be 10 times harder. And I think it's just because I was a middle child, you know, all the middle child, you know. <laughs> um, also, when people would say certain things, it would just feel me. You know, people would say typical DeAndre or Cedric Shadow or or, um, or being attention-shinking. Those are words that uh, would bring a different side out of me out because I just fought so hard to be my own person. And people didn't really understand, and it was just um, the thing that really made me realize that I was very bitter. Is because one day my godmom she pulled me outside and she was talking to me, and she said, um, "She said I don't know this DeAndre. This DeAndre he's very mean and real to his brothers. His brothers don't like it. They call him name. He they don't know him, and I don't know him. Uh, that's not the DeAndre I knew from when he was born. That's not the DeAndre I knew from two years ago." The Deandra I know is very loving and caring, and so and um, I didn't really know, but I guess when I was being very bitter, my my brothers would um like record me, so she played one, and I just I was really shocked because I was like I didn't know I possessed an attitude like that, but I really did, and I was like well, I'm going to fix it, and Jamal, me and Jamal really buckled down on my issue, and whenever I was being emotionally swayed, no matter where I was, he would call me out. Um, so, yeah, right then, that's when I decided to change. And now I'm known as a bundle of energy. <laughs> um, but, but, um, now, now, I don't want to just talk about being bitter with me. Um, you know, teens, you guys don't really like to talk. And that's the thing, being bitter, you can be shut down and you don't really want to talk. And... What are you guys bitter about, though? You could be bitter about certain conversations you have with your parents that still stick with you. You could be bitter about people at school. You could be bitter about school. Um, (laughs) But it's not—it's not always about the teens, campus. What are you guys bitter about? Are you bitter about financial state, school, studying, people, your jobs? Also, outside just the teens in the campus, adults. What are you guys bitter about? Financial state, what are you guys stressing over? What What are you guys coming home and being upset about, letting it take over your day? <laughs> um, <laughs> um. I just want you guys to really just notice. So I want to end off by challenging you guys. This week, I want you to be very uplifting. Uh, take it day by day. And if you have that tree, and it's that tree sprouted up, go ahead and cut that down. Right about now, right now. Cut that tree down. Take that trash out. And don't let it funk up your day. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just challenge you guys to be more giving and loving and not bitter. Thank you.
2: Good morning, guys. You guys look beautiful today. (laughs) Um, If you don't know me, my name is Jessica Parker. I am the daughter of Jamie and Robin Parker, and I have been in the teen ministry for about two years. I was baptized on October 18th, 2015. And over this time, it's been so amazing because the teen ministry has just been growing so much, and I've grown as a person. And I'd like to wish all the moms out there an amazing Mother's Day. And <laughs> um, speaking of moms, has your mom ever said anything like, you don't, you don't appreciate me? Hmm. Well, <laughs> today I'd like to share a little bit about ingratitude and how it's affected my life. Please turn with me to Colossians 3. In verses 15 through 17 you guys there. <laughs> it says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members as of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to through him to God the Father. Here the te- the scriptures tell us to do everything with thanksgiving. It says when the gospel is in our lives, we pour we naturally pour out gratitude. So sometimes this is easier said than done though. So <laughs> um I feel like as humans, we can be like, "Oh yeah, I'm so thankful. Look at the sky and the birds and the <laughs> trees." Um but can feel this gratitude, but are we actually showing it? <laughs> um, you can feel whatever you want, but what you actually do defines your character. Sometimes when a song or a lesson at church will hit me hard, I'll, I tend to keep it inside of me and like not share my gratitude for it, but this kind of hurts me because it cuts off any room for me to grow. In the same way, it can hurt other people, not directly, but I could have had a positive impact on someone that day, and I just kept it inside. What are ways that you might be blocking off your light by not expressing your gratitude? Are you being a light? So whether you're in campus, singles, marrieds, or my teens, <laughs> there are so many wi- so many reasons to be thankful, not just feel the gratitude, but pour it out. a lot of the time, I think I can take my authority figures for granted, even my parents, even on days like today. Mother's Day, Father's Day, I mean, in the same way, I think we can take God for granted. Have you ever stopped to consider how amazing it is that you are here, you have air in your lungs, and you are alive today? What are you doing with that? Are you grateful to God only for the things He's done for you? Or are you grateful for who He is? We can never we can never imagine how big he is, but have you stopped to just praise him and be grateful for everything he is? In closing, I have one simple practical for you. Give thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't have to have this extravagant show of gratitude. It can be the small things in life that you can just say thank you, thank you to someone. You can offer to set the table. You can make someone a meal. And the easiest way to give is to smile. <laughs> <laughs> so I encourage you all to take time this week to show someone your gratitude. It can be a friend, a teacher, your spouse, a co-worker, but especially your mom again I hope you all have a very happy Mother's day thank you for letting me share
3: test All right, good morning, church, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, and right off the bat, I'm just going to start off with the scripture. It's in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, and obviously it involves Jesus. Um, and this scripture says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethse- Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And I'm sharing this scripture with you because, um, if you didn't know, my fox is lack of openness. And this is something that a lot of us can struggle with a lot of times. Because being open isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. Uh, We tend to stay to ourselves, not really. We think, oh, I can overcome this. But a lot of times we can't. But even Jesus, the God in flesh, God in the flesh... He needed to be open with his disciples because, I mean, th- that's what he calls us to do. So if, if he needs to, Jesus, son of God, needs to be open, I think we need to be open because we're not Jesus. None of us are Jesus. And um, I have a title for what I'm going to say, and it's called You Don't Ever Call Me. And the reason, I, the reason it's called this is because a little backstory. I'm staying with a family that's away from where my mom is. It's, that's a whole nother story but um pretty much um the first week I was with that family away from my mom. I'm friends with their boys and you know, I like hanging out with them and I just like, you know, just chilling with them. And after a while, you know, I get ca- I'm a type of person to get caught up in my own little world and not really call anyone or hang out with anyone if there's like something to do right in front of me. And I have a I struggle with that too, but um I didn't call my mom for a while, for like 2 weeks, I think. And then after a while, my mom got on my back and said, "Trey, you need to call me." And then, like, I'm just grateful she's a Christian. But um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so after a while, yeah, um, after a while, um, I got over that little struggle, and I'm better at calling her now. But I'm saying I'm saying this because this sounds like, "Oh, you just need to call your mom." No, it, it involves being open. Cause I just there was some a lot of, even after being a christian i didn't even say when i got baptized i got baptized <laughs> january 8th of this year so about 4 months now and um i've of, of course i've sinned after that and after that like being away from my mom that was like my Venting machine. She was my venting machine. I could always vent to her, be like, "Hey, mom, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that." And she'd sp- she'd give me um scriptures to, th- you know, to just think about and try to apply so I can get better at it. And um, with her not being there, I just thought, um, uh, what, well, um, y- you know, she's not here, so uh, uh-uh. so I didn't call her for a while. I just didn't think about it. I'm not a thinker like that. So, <laughs> yeah, so. But moving moving away from that, um, being open in general, it's always good for us because, you know, I think with them talking about bitterness and being ungrateful and all all of the above, um, I just think that being open can really help you with each of those things. Because when you're not open, I mean, you're going to be bitter. You're holding all this inside of you, like something's happening at school or some thing you need to get open about. You're holding that inside of you, and that's not good. Because um, it's just not you can't talk to yourself. I mean, that's kind of weird in my opinion, but you need someone to talk to, and you can pray about it all you want, but you need out you need someone outside of yourself and God because your relationship with God is very important, but someone else it's 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 just good to be open about it. so when you get open, that also helps you um when you're trying to like confess sin because a lot of us um have a lot of sin we need to confess lot of the times, and um, it's not easy to do that when we're not being open all the time with people, and I'm going to turn to James chapter 5, everyone turn to James chapter 5 verse 16 if you can, and um, that scripture right there says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So, I mean, pretty much verbatim, what it's saying right here is when you're open, you can, like, get advice. You can have people to help um, pray for you. help. They can give you scriptures to help you because, I mean, we all need help, don't we? Um, and um, something else I want to share about also is um, I'm going to – like leap directly off of this scripture right here it's second corinthians chapter 6 verse 11 and through 13 and if you have turned there it says this is paul speaking to the church of corinth when he went there and it says here we have spoken freely to you corinthians and opened wide our hearts to you we are not withholding our affection from you but you are withholding yours from us as a fair exchange, I speak as to my children, open wide your hearts also. And um, also verbatim, he's saying that he's been open to them. Why aren't they being open with him? That's, what, that's pretty much what Jesus did for us. He was open to us all the time. He, he just unleashes all kind of stuff about him. He flat out tells us he's the son of God. Some people don't believe him, but what, what he's saying is what he's saying. And um, that's what Paul's doing. He's being open about what he believes, but they're not being open back. So that's what we need need to do with each other. And that leads into my challenge I give give for you guys today. And that challenge is just make a list in your head of things you need to be open about with people that you're very close to, whether that be your parents or your best friend or your spouse or whoever that is. Um, I just challenge you to really think about what you can be open with them about. Like, for example, I have an example here. um, Some guy named Bob, some random person, um, he always tells me what's going on in his life. But I never tell them what's going on in my life. I mean, I got a new girlfriend in school. I have trouble going in school. People bully me. You know, I haven't been sharing my faith that much. I haven't been reading my Bible, stuff like that. So your problems might not even correlate to any of that. But we all have problems that we need to work through. And being open and just having people pray with us is the only way that's going to help. And, yeah, thank you for letting me talk today. (laughs) Thanks.
4: All right, good morning, church. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Scarlett Oakley, and um, I'm a senior in high school. I'm about to graduate, just a few more weeks yeah. here. <laughs> um, I was baptized October of my sophomore year in high school, so I've been a Christian for a little over two and a half years, I think. So, amen. Um, as you can see this morning, the fox that I'm talking about is being undisciplined. And I was a little surprised when they gave this to me. I was like, okay, um, I'm pretty disciplined. Like my mom shared, um, At midweek, like, the other day, like, I'm super disciplined, but um, amen, I'll take it, I'll roll with it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me start by telling you about kind of how I grew up, the way that I got to be disciplined. Um, My house is a place, and it's always been a place, of a lot of discipline, and that's done a lot to shape who I am. Like, my house had a lot of routines. Like, I grew up with a ton of routines. Like, as little kids, my two brothers and I would pat the Bible, my dad would come, we'd all read stories together, and we'd pat the Bible, and then we'd read from the children's Bible before we went to bed. And then when we started going to school, every night my parents made us make our lunches, set out our uniforms for the next day. I didn't like that. <laughs> our school makes us play an instrument like kindergarten through sixth grade, so we all played the violin. And let me tell you, none of those other kids in school were practicing their violin every week, but guess who was? <laughs> every week my parents made us. Um, And not only that, but they also made sure that our homework was done, we always did our own laundry, and we went to bed at the same time every night. (laughs) (laughs) So it's safe to say we had a lot of routines, and I grew up doing things a certain way, and that norm didn't often break. So being raised that way has really helped me to develop a lot of discipline in my life, especially academically, which is, (laughs) okay, Mom. Um... (laughs) But yeah, this this discipline has helped me academically, which really has also helped me in a spiritual way. Um, But it's not only that, but the example that my mom set for me has also really helped with discipline. So I don't know if you guys know this, but when all three of us kids were really tiny, my mom went through all of nursing school. And if anyone's ever done nursing school, clearly I have not, and I have no plans to do it, but (laughs) I don't want to. Um, But she had a weird sleep schedule and a lot of late night studying and tests all the time, but at the same time, she was also setting this example of being there for the family and going to church and being consistent in those things and having a lot of discipline yeah. there. Yeah. So now, like, 14, 15 years later, after she's done nursing school, here I am, a senior in high school at an IB school. And I don't know if a lot of you guys know what that is, but it's it's a really challenging program, and it's, it's time-consuming, and it's not easy. And so now I'm the one with the weird sleep schedule and all the tests and still having to balance, like, worship practice and midweeks and Sundays, just like she did all that time ago. So having that example in my life, like just my mom and also growing up with all these routines has really helped me to stay disciplined during that time. But discipline's been a part of my life spiritually for more than just these past few years of doing this hard IB program. Like when I started studying the Bible, even then, like I knew that this was something I was going to have to uh, to develop. And even from the day of my first study, I've been able to have like really consistent quiet times, like my mom shared on Wednesday, um, but it's not like I have this perfect quiet time schedule or anything, I'm not like every single day, never missed one in my life, nobody's like that, that's ridiculous, but, (laughs) but uh, I've still been able to stay like really consistent, so. It's not that I've, I've got this perfect record, but I have made waking up early a part of my norm. It's part of my schedule, and I'm disciplined in that way. But it's more than just waking up early. I've made God a part of my norm. Y tengo algo para los hispanohablantes del auditorio. Hay una más cosa en mi vida que requiere la disciplina. Ustedes que hablan español saben mejor que alguien que no es fácil aprender un idioma nueva. Y no, Mark, no estoy hablando en lenguas. Anyways, I've been taking Spanish since I was in first grade, and... Last year, I actually had to write a 20-page paper all in Spanish, this research paper. And uh, yeah, so that was a really long process, not fun, but it was really good practice and discipline. So that kind of leads me into my scripture, which is in Hebrews 12, verse 11. And it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. You don't just wake up one day disciplined, and getting that way, God says, is never pleasant. For me, it was developed over time by the way that my parents raised me, but that doesn't mean I always loved practicing my violin or making my lunches or doing my homework. I still hate doing my laundry, and yeah, nobody likes doing their homework or any of those things. And sometimes in my spiritual life, I wake up and I don't want to have my quiet time, or sometimes I sin and I don't want to pray to God and I don't want to face God, but... Discipline is what keeps us on the path. God says the path is narrow, and being undisciplined is what's going to lead you right off of it. So my challenge to parents is to train up your kids to be disciplined. That's how I was raised, and it has helped me out so, so much spiritually, and it's been just invaluable to my life as a Christian. My challenge to students, or really to everyone, is to not let your schedule or your mood dictate whether or not you have your quiet time or whether or not you pray. Because ultimately, it's not called weekly bread. It's not called your every other day bread. It's called your daily bread, and you need it. God warns us that discipline isn't always pleasant, but he also promises you that you will reap a harvest of righteousness and peace if you are disciplined. Thank you for letting me share.